I don't think it will come as a surprise to any of you to hear that there are fewer Canadians attending church now than in past decades. You have probably seen this shift in your own families and in your own neighborhoods. And yet, despite those changes, the Leger Association for Canadian Studies reports that the majority of Canadians continue to report having a positive view of Jesus, even those who do not identify as Christian. It seems that Jesus remains a popular figure even in 21st century Canada. Of course, Jesus had a lot of fans in the first century as well. Crowds of people followed him around, people who were curious, people who were skeptical, and some who hoped he might actually be the Messiah. It'd be, it would be interesting to know what a pollster could find out from the people living in the first century in Judea and Galilee. In today's gospel from the 16th chapter of Matthew, Jesus conducts a bit of a focus group with his disciples. He wants to hear what people are saying about him. And so he asks, who do people say the Son of Man is? Jesus referred to himself as the Son of Man. The answers from the disciples are interesting. Some say John the Baptist. Now John the Baptist had been arrested and kept in prison for publicly calling out Herod's sexual sins and John was eventually beheaded. After John was killed, some, including Herod, wondered whether Jesus might be John the Baptist, raised from the dead. I'm assuming people who suspected that had not seen John baptize Jesus because that would kind of throw that theory into question. On the other hand, some others said Jesus was Elijah. Elijah, the great prophet, had been taken up by the Lord in a whirlwind, and it had been prophesied that Elijah would return before the day of the Lord. So some thought that Jesus was Elijah, that he was the one who had come to prepare for the Messiah's arrival. Finally, there were others who thought that Jesus was Jeremiah or one of the prophets. With all of these answers, the things that people said about Jesus, they saw him in a favorable light. After all, Elijah and Jeremiah were messengers from God, and many believed that John the Baptist was as well. Being called a prophet was a high compliment, but none of these answers really got to the core of Jesus's identity. And the truth is, Jesus probably already knew what people were saying about him. The first question was more like a setup for the second question, the more important question. But who do you say that I am? Now, some of you may be thinking, oh, I know, I know. Jesus is the Messiah. He's the Son of God. He's the Savior. He's the Lord. 
and you would be right. He's all of those things and more. But how do you know that? Did somebody teach you those things or did you discover those about Jesus yourself? If you're like me, you learn them from other people, which is fine and good. The disciples, however, did not have the advantage of Sunday school class or the New Testament or even songs about Jesus. These things did not yet exist. What they did have were the Hebrew scriptures, their Jewish faith, and their own experiences with Jesus. So answering Jesus's question about his identity was risky and probably a little scary. After all, Jesus himself did not go around being abundantly clear about his identity. So who wanted to stick their necks out and possibly get it wrong and possibly even commit blasphemy in the process? Despite the risks, Simon Peter spoke up. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. It was a bold statement. And Jesus recognized that these words did not originate with Simon Peter. They were from God. And he said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. You may remember that God the Father had called Jesus his beloved son when he was baptized and on the Mount of Transfiguration. And now he was affirming Jesus's identity once again, giving these words to Simon Peter. Now you would think from here, Jesus would immediately launch into a teaching about his identity and his mission. And he did get to that. But first, he began talking about Simon Peter and his identity. He said, I tell you, you are Peter, which means rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. When Simon spoke the words that the God the Father gave him about Jesus, he wasn't only revealing something about Jesus, he was revealing something about himself. He was pledging himself to Jesus. You don't tell someone that they are the Messiah and the Son of God unless you are planning on following them. But Jesus revealed even more about Simon. Simon, it turns out, was not simply Simon the fisherman, the son of Jonah. He was Peter, the rock, and he was the one whom Jesus would designate to begin to lead his church. And it wasn't because of any great thing that Peter had done. Peter would, as we know, go on to betray Jesus three times. It was his faith in Jesus and his willingness to become the man that the Lord created him to be 
a fisher of men for the kingdom of God. When we're raised in the church or when we're exposed to the teachings of the church, we begin to learn the titles and identities of Jesus, Messiah, Lord, and God, Son of God. But when we come to believe for ourselves that Jesus really is the Savior, not just for the whole world, but also for us and for our particular sins, diseases, circumstances and needs, then we discover who Jesus is on a personal level. We experience his compassion, his mercy and love for us. We come to know his forgiveness, his holiness, his power to save and to heal for ourselves. We encounter a king who takes the place of a servant and teaches us to do the same. We meet with the Lord who has power over heaven and earth and yet defeats evil, death, sin, and hell through the humble sacrifice of himself on the cross. We not only know who Jesus is, we come to know Jesus. And in knowing Jesus, we come to know ourselves in new ways. Jesus shows us who we are and who we are created to be. As we confess his identity, he reveals our identity. Beloved sons and daughters of God, temples of the Holy Spirit, disciples with gifts to share with others, sinners saved by grace, and saints in his holy church. This may be difficult for us to believe, but this is truly who we become in Jesus Christ. Consider the fact that the Lord can move someone who has a negative view of Jesus, someone like Paul, for example, and he can move that person to the point that he writes, I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. Knowing Jesus changes everything. And so when the Lord asks us, who do you say that I am? How will we answer? The savior of the world? Yes. The Messiah? The Lord? Absolutely. But is he our savior, our Messiah, and our Lord? Jesus invites us by prayer, by his word, and by his Holy Spirit to know him intimately, to know him, love him, and trust him with all that we are. And as we come to know him more and more, he will also show us our true identity, which we find in him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.